This is Flix, and I'm the film snob, Krista Sheel. Thinking back on 2019, preparing to put together a list of my favorite films from last year, I was struck more than ever by how much my movie experiences were determined by the realities of film distribution. Reading other critics' pieces, I noticed many films on their list that never played in my city, many that have not yet been released on DVD or streaming platforms, or perhaps never will be. The amount of money behind a film helps determine whether or not you have a chance to see it, and even whether or not you'll hear about it. So, with these preliminary thoughts about all the films I didn't or couldn't see, and a fervent wish for a broader and more inclusive world of distribution in the art form that I love, I offer you four of my favorites among the films I did see in 2019. A Hidden Life, the latest picture from Terrence Malick, a filmmaker with a unique style that combines subjective voiceover with lyrical visual editing, struck me more profoundly than any other movie from last year. It tells the true story of an Austrian farmer in the 1930s and 40s who refused to say the loyalty oath to Hitler or to fight in Hitler's war. Perhaps what moved me most was the idea of a single individual saying no to evil, despite the opposition of society and government, and especially saying no even though, as people in the film point out to him, his action will have no effect on the war, which will go on anyway, and whatever punishment he suffers for it will go largely unnoticed. Malik puts a laser focus on the loneliness of conscience and affliction, and his gorgeous shots of the natural world create a tremendous contrast between the spirituality he identifies with nature and the horrors being perpetrated by human beings on one another. August Deal is riveting as the main character, and Valerie Pockner is unforgettable as his wife, who struggles to understand what her husband is doing, yet doesn't waver in her love. This is a shattering film, and one that I think is particularly relevant for today. Parasite, from Korean director Bong Joon-ho, is one of the most cleverly constructed film narratives in recent years, and one of the funniest and most exciting as well. The story concerns a family, father, mother, daughter, and son, who live on the bottom rung of society, but seek to escape poverty by scamming a wealthy family that the son happens to meet. Bung takes us on a roller coaster ride from edgy comedy to horror to satire, each step of the way dramatizing how class, the wide gap between rich and poor, is a social condition that invites chaos and insanity. Even though they're grifters, the poor family is not evil. And even though the rich family is privileged and clueless, they're not evil either. It's the social order itself that is the problem, the parasite. And every detail of the film has a double or triple meaning in this respect. Even the brilliant sequence in which the poor family has their basement slum apartment ruined by a flash flood can't help but bring climate change to mind. But Parasite is much more than a political allegory. What's left when the dust settles are broken dreams and relationships, as beautifully presented in the film's understated ending. Capernaum, from Lebanese writer-director Nadine Labaki, tells of a tough 12-year-old street kid navigating the poverty, abuse, and factionalism that makes living in Beirut a kind of hell for children. With an amazing central performance by a boy named Zayn el Rafaya. Capernaum is powerful and heart-wrenching, yet refuses to wallow in misery. We admire the resilience and cunning survival skills of this boy, who ends up having to take care of a refugee's baby while the baby's mom is thrown into jail, yet we still experience the full dramatic impact of Labaki's main idea, the irresponsibility of an adult world that creates such a terrible mess for its children. And finally, Pain and Glory, the uncharacteristically mellow yet incisive new film from the Spanish master Pedro Almodovar, 
has stayed with me as a fine example of a filmmaker looking back on the important things in life and art with passion, reverie, and ultimately acceptance. Antonio Banderas shines as a film director who is confronted with the pain of aging and the memory of love affairs from the past in a story that deals with addiction, life and loss as a gay man, and humorous insights into the art of film itself. My full list of top 10 favorites in 2019 will appear soon on the Flick's webpage. And may your 2020 be happy, hopeful, and full of good movies. This has been Flicks, and I'm the film snob.